National libraries are the memory keepers for a nation. Collecting the photos, letters and postcards, the newspapers, books and manuscripts that tell the story of a country. Keeping them safe and sharing them over generations. You are listening to To Preserve and Protect Contemporary Issues in Irish Cultural Heritage A podcast series from the Royal Irish Academy funded by the Heritage Council To listen back to other episodes in the series check out the page on the Royal Irish Academy's website at ria.ie Sandra Collins is Director of the National Library of Ireland In this podcast she discusses National Libraries as Memory Keepers. My mum was the memory keeper in our family. She kept all the photos. She collected all the school reports, the birthday cards and postcards. She kept the bric-a-brac that tells our family story. Stories from when we were very small that I'm not sure I actually remember experiencing. It's the small stuff of ordinary lives. The story of a family told through its ephemera, collected and kept safe by the memory keeper. I don't remember my first day of school, but I very clearly remember my mum telling me about it. How I walked into the classroom holding a red balloon and I never looked back at my poor crying mum and how the nuns told her that I could keep the balloon just this once, but from there on no more balloons. I have a photograph from that time which evokes that memory very clearly in my mind. When the lived memory is gone, the physical object or symbol of the memory can evoke the narrative. Memory is elusive and subjective and interpretive, but keeping the object gives us something authentic to come back to. Families can have an official memory which is captured in family albums and which reflects us at our best, with the memories we would rather forget excluded. We can avoid speaking of a family conflict or edit out painful divisions. And the objects we choose to keep can confirm the story we want to tell. Many families, like my own, have photo albums. The stories these photos tell can be of ordinary lives and the images in my family album really only matter to my family. But the family photo albums of, say, WB Yeats or Constance Markovitz are not just personal family stories, but have now also become part of a public story, a part of the story of Ireland. And I think it's really interesting that objects can have this larger significance or not depending on the future. Any one of these ordinary, insignificant objects might become part of a public memory instead of just a personal memory. The family memory keeper collects all these objects, keeps them safe and shares them with the family. And that's what the National Library does for Ireland. National libraries are the memory keepers for a nation, collecting the photos, letters and postcards, the newspapers, books and manuscripts that tell the story of a country, keeping them safe and sharing them over generations.
in the National Library of Ireland, we have collected 25 kilometres of books and all the newspapers and periodicals from across the country. The library's special collections include political papers, Gaelic manuscripts, maps and drawings, and more than 5 million photographs. Our archives and manuscripts are treasure troves for women's history, heraldry and genealogy, theatre, spoken word and music. And our literary papers include world-renowned Irish writers such as W.B. Yeats, James Joyce, Edna O'Brien and Seamus Heaney. Our historical treasures include an original 1916 proclamation of the Irish Republic and the papers of the seven signatories who signed that seminal Irish document. In 1916, the head librarian of the National Library, Thomas Lister, wrote to Dublin Castle a few days after the Rising, asking for a copy of the proclamation because he recognised this needed to be captured for posterity as an important part of the story of Irish life. Collecting Irish memories has always been at the heart of the National Library. Perhaps one of the most comprehensive collecting activities that the Library undertook was when we microfilmed registers from across Ireland and Northern Ireland during the 1950s and 60s. The registers contain records of baptisms and marriages from Catholic parishes across Ireland and Northern Ireland up to 1880. This is before civil registrations and the 1901 census. Digitising these records and publishing them freely online has helped people from all over the world to trace their Irish ancestry and their family histories. But we also collect the ordinary and the inconsequential. We collect memories that are small, the stuff of ordinary lives, that over time show us our social history, how our society has grown and changed. This is ephemera, material that reflects life for ordinary people in Ireland at any time. Pamphlets and posters, tickets and menus, bookmarks and postcards. You will even find an Irish lottery ticket from 1795 in our collections. These objects are not designed to last. They are ephemeral, but we collect them and keep them safe too. And I think it's really lovely that objects that were meant to be thrown away can tell some of the most interesting stories in our collections. We collect these objects and we keep them safe because memory is important. It gives us the context, the culture, the heritage of a people. This informs our sense of identity, our understanding of how we got here, and, I hope, influences where we are going. Memory keeping is not easy. The national collections are kept in perpetuity for the people of Ireland. Each year we collect, and each year the collections grow. We have to store the objects safely, protecting them from the environment which wants to attack them, balancing our wish to share them with everyone with the damage and wear that that can expose the collections to. We want to keep the memory in context 
and to make sure it can be easily found. This means cataloguing or metadata. That's our way of capturing information about the object. And we want to help people enjoy, experience, research and interpret these memories. It's a long-term responsibility on a scale of hundreds of years. And it's a commitment on behalf of the people of Ireland, wherever in the world they may be. Well, no one said it would be easy, but it's important and that's why we do it. We've been memory keeping for nearly 140 years. And I believe that today we face our greatest challenge in this digital age. So let's have a think about what it means to collect new contemporary memories. What do the objects that anchor our memories nowadays look like? Well, people don't write letters anymore. Nowadays, they send emails. We don't send postcards or birthday cards. Instead, we might update Facebook. Texts and tweets have replaced telegrams. Handwritten notebooks are replaced by Word documents. Our contemporary written records are more and more born digital. This means that they are created in digital format. They might live entirely online. They have no life beyond our computer or phone screen. And of course, in our own personal memory, where we add a layer of subjectivity and interpretation. So much of our contemporary memory is made up of these digital ephemera. I really believe that collecting and preserving the digital record is the biggest contemporary challenge facing libraries and archives around the world. And this challenge just keeps getting bigger. Digital content is growing at an exponential rate. Every minute, hundreds of millions of emails are sent and tens of thousands of digital photos are published online. And the amount of digital content keeps growing each year. What should we collect? The volume of digital content created and published can be overwhelming. But we can't just ignore the problem. Within a year of publication, 50% of online resources are gone or unrecognisable. If we don't collect this digital material now, it will be lost forever. Already, so much of the 21st century is gone from our recorded memory. Here are some examples of contemporary events that we have collected in the National Library. The marriage equality referendum, Brexit, the 2016 commemorations of the 1916 Rising, the Eighth Amendment referendum. We captured these online memories as they were expressed at the time. This will allow us to look back at the authentic source material at any time in the future and to see how we discussed these events as they happened. Our interpretation of any of these events may differ over time, but the fragile and ephemeral digital source material has been captured in the National Library. You have to burn a book to erase it, but text on websites is changed and erased every day. How can we ensure the memories that we do collect can be shared now and in the future? Digital formats change and become obsolete very quickly. Who remembers floppy disks, VHS and Betamax, music cassettes? 
If you want to access your information on an old floppy disk today, then you'll need an emulator or a data transfer service or else a very old computer. Vellum, paper and even newspaper will last longer than most digital content and will be easier to care for. It's a very common misconception that putting your digital content on a memory stick or backing up your hard drive or publishing it on the internet, that this will ensure it is safe for the future. But that's no guarantee at all. The digital world rots and decays the same as everything else does. And I think it's an open question as to whether you would rather deal with rotting paper or rotting bits and bytes. I think the greatest benefit of digital content is the ability to share it online and to allow millions of people to engage with these memories anywhere in the world with internet access. That's really transformative and a complete game changer that has happened within a single generation. It really does bring us much closer to the democratisation of the world's knowledge. Let me tell you now about the National Library's photo collections, which we share on Flickr. Thousands of beautifully evocative, digitised photos from the National Collections are published online in this photo sharing app. The community then engages with the photos and adds knowledge, perhaps by identifying the people in the photos or the place or the time, so that the collections are enriched with people's knowledge and memories. One such photo featured a young boy with John F. Kennedy, taken during the then President's visit to Ireland in 1963. Fifty years after that photo was taken, this little boy, now a grown man, was able to tell us all about the photo and his memories of the day it was taken. We have nearly 50 million visits to our photos on Flickr and it's a wonderful example of how people can add to and enrich the national collections with their own personal memories. So I think we can all agree that the world around us is changed by digital technologies and that there is more information, more easily available than at any other time in the history of the world. The downside is that, although there is nearly limitless information available online, the quality of this online information varies wildly. When the Oxford Dictionary selects the word of the year for 2016 as post-truth, and when online giants like Facebook and Google are taking measures to counteract fake news, I think we can all worry about the nature and quality of the information we access online. Perhaps now more than ever, the role of libraries and archives in providing access to original trusted archival sources becomes even more important. Because with libraries and archives, people can access authentic memory objects, which then allows them to use the original source material to inform their own opinion. I want to tell you now the story of how the National Library helped to restore a lost piece of our national memory. This is the story of the Irish in World War I, 
In summer 1914, a war broke out in Europe that would change the world forever. In Ireland, many supported the cause and joined up, while others objected to the war on moral or political grounds. More than 200,000 Irish men and women served in the British Army during World War I. And for many Irish families, this service was not acknowledged and was even suppressed in family narratives. We didn't talk about it. The importance of the 1916 Rising in Ireland may have eclipsed the contribution made by Irish people to the Great War and changed the way generations of Irish families were able to remember their service. In 2012, the National Library set out to gather the memories of the Irish in World War I by organising a series of collection days across Ireland where people were invited to bring their objects and to share their memories. People brought medals and letters and photographs. We digitised these objects and we captured the memories associated with the objects through interviews. It was an opportunity to remember their family members and to share their story with the wider world. Perhaps as important as the objects themselves was the discussion this enabled. Families found a platform to share common experiences that hadn't been discussed together before. We were then able to acknowledge the contribution of the Irish in World War I with an exhibition entitled Portraits of the Invisible. The exhibition featured the memories collected during the roadshows, photos of the Irish soldiers and medics, nurses and stretcher bearers, sailors and pilots. The photographs were accompanied by the stories, letters and postcards that their families had kept safe for generations. I think this is an important example of how our national memory can be neglected and how we can work to gather these memories before they are lost forever to make a more complete record for the future. I hope that I have convinced you why it's important that we collect memories and the role that the National Library has in collecting our national memory. Collecting, protecting, restoring and sharing memories that are part of our national heritage and identity. Think about your own family albums. Have they changed over time from black and white photos fixed in albums to digital images stored on your phone? No matter how they change, these are special memories for you. Think about what losing these precious memories would mean to you and your family. And that's what the National Library is keeping safe for Ireland. Thanks for listening to To Preserve and Protect Contemporary Issues in Irish Cultural Heritage, a podcast series from the Royal Irish Academy, funded by the Heritage Council. This podcast series was produced by Real Smart Media. To listen back to other episodes in the series, check out our page on the Royal Irish Academy's website at ria.ie.